right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we with it. We with it. We with it. Episode 23. Yay. Yay. All right, we're going to get right into it because uh, I have a feeling this, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Lots happened in the last weekend uh, that we need to cover from a fight angle uh, and otherwise. But we started out as we always do. We got to talk some athletes, some number 23. Uh, I'm going to start us off here because I think we're all going to the same place. Uh, we're going to the hoops angle, as anyone would, with 23. Um, so my my guy, he was known for wearing this number uh, – a product of North Carolina basketball, mm. a legend uh, of basketball in the state of North Carolina. Mm. It's mm. Sheldon Williams. Mm. 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 One of the greatest to ever lace them up. All right, for, but for real though, because um, <laughs> uh, like one of the greatest, realistically speaking, one of the greatest worldwide hoopers because of how many places he played and put up. And he married numbers. up. And he married up in a basketball yes. angle, too. Yes. Shout out to yes. Candace, one of the goats. Yes. Sheldon Williams looks like a camel with Down syndrome, but I appreciate <laughs> his. <laughs> Man, it's too early for stuff like that. <laughs> Gotta have a little more whiskey first. You know when you look at somebody, you know when you look at a couple, and one person is obviously. Like, That's better. Attract. No, 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 not even that. One person is like, ooh, and the other one was like, ah. And then you wonder, you always wonder who the kid would take after, but we always assume it's going to be the most attractive person. There's kids out there that's not that's the, that's not the case. That's true. Like, at all. I remember growing up with kids, and I'm like, ugh. I, like, oh, I like you. I'm sorry, but I don't reciprocate that. And then I would see, like, their mom. And I'm like, damn, who is that? <laughs> like, how is that your mom? <laughs> Let's see. How old is their? They have a child, right? They have a daughter or something, I think. Yeah. 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 Candace came back and played right after she was pregnant. I think she's on. I think she's the first Google this one for me. I think she's the first mother to win an MVP in WNBA history. Uh, Like that wasn't a mother coming into the league. I think so. Um, I don't know. I I can't tell. Mm, I think Sheldon. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't want to also disparage a child, but tell me so Sheldon Williams doesn't look like a camel with Down syndrome. And I rocks with Sheldon. He, do, he does overall. have that camel face for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never thought camel with him, but I also hadn't mm-hmm. really thought about Sheldon Williams in many years. I only wanted to pick a Duke player. Um, mm-hmm. to continue my 23 who played in North Carolina type thing, just to, mm-hmm. uh, just clever. You, as a it's Carolina clever. Fan. you know, Super clever. You, you probably saw it coming. Super um, clever. Super clever. But I'm actually going to, I'm actually not going to pick, but, but I was, but wait, wait, I got to say this though. If you're going to do something like that, that was super clever. Once again, I'm going to say it for like the fifth time, but you got to pick a player who's good. Like that's what one of those is. It's like, ah. yeah, I, I searched 23 Duke. The only thing yeah, popped not. up is Sheldon Williams. Yeah. I think Chris Duhon think, just missed it. I would say I think I think that's on purpose. I think Duke doesn't really give out twenty three like that because of UNC. Like I think I really I don't know that, that makes sense. I don't mean I don't know that to be factual, but I've I've noticed that like that's not the, like a number. The only person I think they would have given it to because 
they, they probably gave it out in the 90s before Mike had been like yeah. really Mike Mike. Um, you know who the only person they would have been like, we're going to do this to stick it to UNC would be JJ Reddick. Yeah, I was say, yeah, JJ Reddick. And, and the only reason I'm thinking that is I heard a story about JJ Reddick. We'll, we'll continue on. We're already going on a tangent. I heard a story mm-hmm. about JJ Reddick. This dude on Twitter was like, yeah, I used, to, I went to UNC. We used to call him uh, and like wake him up in the middle of the night, talk shit. And he, and he was like, uh, and then UNC didn't make the tournament. And JJ Reddick called me drunk, laughing at the fact that uh, UNC missed the tournament. So I was like, that's way too petty for a, a 21-year-old like basketball superstar. But also I appreciate it. All right, but that, that, that's enough Duke it. talk. I I don't I don't want to I don't want to do too much Duke talk because it yeah, should knows to go down the hill. But I'm just gonna say this one last thing. I appreciate it if JJ Reddick actually. I appreciate it. I would appreciate it more if JJ Reddick didn't turn out to be the person who JJ JJ Reddick is. Like he actually annoys me with the stuff that he says and how he comments on stuff after the fact. Like, but like I appreciate because he used to get hate. Like I've never in my adult life, not I wasn't even adult when he was playing. In my life as a sports fan, I have never watched. A college player player. for an opposing team get the type the level of disrespect that JJ Reddick has gotten. So I appreciate the fact that he was being petty because you know you can call me Petty LaBelle, Petty Pendergrass, Petty. I'll be Richard Petty then or Tom Richard Petty. I'll be Tom Petty here. Okay. And you know, so it's like it's crazy. So I appreciate the petty. Is is he clear for dealing with the disrespect and still being as great as he was? No. Okay. I just want to make sure. It's worth yeah. asking. I don't even think the black Duke players are black. Never mind. What were we about to say, though? Which one? Uh, are there any? <laughs> There's not many. Sheldon Williams. Okay, so the, the Camel Down syndrome might be the only one. Him and Chris Duhon. <laughs> but okay, uh, I digress. Um, are we saying that this is an episode much like episode 12, what's known doesn't have to be said? Or do you want to talk about the two 23s? Because one of them just left 23 again, so I'm not giving him shit. So we're talking about Jordan and the one in Miami? The, uh, the number that's retired in Miami? Those two Yeah, that works. Or, or we can talk Wizards, too. That's dope. I'm down. Ooh, that Wizards, Jordan. You but also, like, for I... real, what I want to shout out is mm-hmm. not Mike himself, but I want to shout out the Jordan brand and what the Jordan brand has become. Can't shout out the Jordan brand because Mike is a minority owner in Jordan brand. Did you know that? No, but it doesn't really surprise me. It's weird, but it does. But does, really it, but does it disapp? But does it disappoint you? Yeah, a little bit. It kind of takes away. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like that. But shout I out like. to Mookie Betts. So I, I'll still give him. Shout a out to Mookie Betts. Shout out to my man Gennady. Uh, Gal- Which, by the Golovkin. way, the fact that Mookie Betts can't be more cool when he's a Jordan athlete really hurts my heart. Mm. Also, I feel like Jordan Brand should be able to drop people without, like, for one bad year. Like, Kemba Walker should be dropped from Jordan Brand. The only reason why I think Kemba Walker shouldn't be dropped from Jordan Brand because what he did with UConn, UConn. And he couldn't get paid mm-hmm. allegedly. Uh, he needs to recoup. That's also, one of those shout things. Out CP, CP, a pioneer of brand. CP3, Mellow, pioneer of a brand. Yep. Yep. Kawhi, if he would have stayed. He could have New Balance Life. What you know his about knees it. probably would be a lot better if he stayed in Jordan sneakers. Um, and my man Andre Ward, Jordan Brand athlete. I didn't know Andre Ward was. In the- yeah, baby, he was a Jordan athlete for like the last ten years of his career. 
All right, a long so time. Who, who would be the MMA fighter who's a Jordan athlete? Who, like if oh, that's easy. That's easy. John? No. No, because he was a Nike guy. That's the only reason he I was a Nike guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's to me. This is, to me, there's two. That's actually no. To me, there's three. One woman, two men, one heavy class, one light class. I think that this is like an easy one. Okay. And one of them already has a sneaker deal, by the way. Well, let's just say a deal with a sneaker company. That's what I should say. Yeah. A deal with a sneaker company. Yeah, that's not the UFC stuff. Like they have their own. Not deal. not the Reebok stuff. No, yeah, not the Reebok stuff. No, not at all. He has his own deal. <gasps> this is killing me because I remember who it is and I can't think of it on the spot. He just fought. He just fought over the weekend. Is he? Yeah, he has a Puma deal. Oh, he does the Puma deal. That's right. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the heavier he, one. So he, I, I was thrown off because you said heavier and lighter, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if middleweight counted as heavier. I'm going to go, yeah, because okay. like, I'm with, yeah, no. Ass. I mean, it's a grown ass man. It's top three. (laughs) Yeah. Top three heaviest. So, like, it makes sense. It's just, I thought you were, would only have said heavy category for light heavyweight and heavyweight. Yeah. Lighter is it, you're talking like Connor? Not, I'm talking light, light, light like that. Light like that, but not Connor. Okay. Cause yeah, Connor has to have his own. Like, I don't think he could be under someone. He has a Reebok deal. Yeah, I know. But I was like, if he was going to have a signature shoe, it's not going to be part of someone else's name brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll have to be like from a, actually like Adidas or something. Is it someone else that just fought as well? This person hasn't fought um in months at all. Uh they fought like earlier Showtime? in the year. No, I like that pick, but no, no, no. They fought earlier in the year though. I'm just thinking of the sh- uh, the only reason I said Showtime is I'm just picturing instead of the jump man, the Showtime kick would be a dope silhouette. I don't know oh, I don't know sure. how it would look, but uh, who you got then? Just, just spit it. Blessed Max Holloway. Oh yeah, like the, that the would gold, be the gold. Would he? He is a sneakerhead. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Max, Max <clears throat> is a good pick. And, then, and the Hawaiian, the Hawaiian flag on some kicks. That, that would, would be, be dope. Dirty. But he, I mean, he just wears so much because he's he was the champ for so long. He wears so much just black and gold that it would play with just that. And you know, you know why I also say Max? Not only because he's phenomenal and he's he's making this case to be the goat. He has wings on his back, wings, mm. jump man. Like it's just literally, it goes perfectly with everything. Yeah, I'm gonna need to write a letter. Like you know what? You know what I would do? I would give Max Holloway's own Jordan number twos because the number two, mother gets real nerdy. The number two was the last Jordan sneaker with the wings logo as the main logo. It didn't have the jump man on it. So if you, I, I think that they should give him his own number two and replace both of the wings with the wings on his back on one on one on each side, dope. and then having his own Hawaiian colorway. Okay, Done. and then female. Is it the is it the obvious one? Is it an obvious one? I'm imagining. Super obvious. Problem is, I mean, Amanda just a goat. Yeah. Yeah. But have because of the dominance, you have right. to make her, and because Brazil colors are like that yellow, like that bright yellow mm-hmm. and green. That could be like one of the dirtiest sneakers that you that can plays come on up a color with, or like right? dirty. And the lioness whole Oregon's, aspect of it, yeah, all the Oregon's that they rock with, dude. Yeah, I think that this just works out so well. I'm with it. So yeah, this is the Mike episode, the real sure. Space Jam star, other than uh, Larry Bird, Lola Bunny, and Bugs, but and Bill Murray, and Bill Murray, and, und- and Muggsy. Don't forget my man Muggsy. I, I named uh, the family rabbit was named after Muggsy Bugs. Fun fact. Okay, my bad. My apologies. I lost my. I got a little angry. My bad. 
And Grandmama. Ooh, LJ. LJ that might have been the last time LJ was good, was great at basketball. Like he was good. <laughs> Maybe the Monsters never gave his talent back. Maybe they never gave his also back. shout out to Chuck. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's that's yeah. bad of us. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Chuck, uh, a, a former frequenter of the Wendy's on City Line Avenue. Yes, um, and shout out to Sean Bradley, who we picked over Penny Hardaway, Philadelphia 76ers. Shout out to that. He was in that movie, too. Damn, you're taking the air out the building. Mm, yeah, I, w- I wish somebody would have took the air out of that fucking pick. Like, that makes me so mad. Hey, but Sean Bradley, but did you make a promise? Too? Did you make Sean a promise? Sean Bradley just died, too, didn't he? I th- no, he didn't think... die. Uh, did you make a promise to him to pick him, though? Yeah. That's no. Oh, he's he got paralyzed. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, something tragic happened to to him. Yeah, suffered a traumatic spinal cord injury that left him paralyzed. That was in March. Yeah, yeah, Damn. something. Yes, yeah, awful, dude. Yeah. I, I I hate that my brain went to the fact that like that can't be comfortable, as like someone that's that big, but that's a bad way to look at par- paralysis because that's just uncomfortable no matter who you are. I want. I need to see how. I don't want. I don't want to know anything about that story because it's just. Which sad, I almost. But... I almost didn't give. Um, the nod to. Mike, because I, I for a second thought. Speaking of traumatic injuries, because we're starting on a real cheery note, but really it all started with the camel with Down syndrome comment. I think that made me uh, go negative here. But uh, Christian Erickson, uh, who wears number twenty-four for his club Inter Milan. Uh, happy to hear that he's uh, recovering well after, I mean, one of the scariest incidents I've ever seen on a sporting uh, surface. And then they try to make them play right after that. Like, yeah, you can play. What? So so they FaceTimed him apparently, and he said he wanted them to play, which is still – give up. Yeah, that's still not good. No, no, but you know what was the worst part of it all? Was not that. The fact that none of the broadcasts cut to the studio when, like, you know, when, when the players are making a shield and they're refusing to look at it and they're shielding the camera, don't try and get a better angle. And then even worse was they showed his misses on the touchline on the field in distress. Like they just had their second child and they're showing her to millions of people in like what has to be the worst moment of her life. So I hope many people lose their Play, jobs over this. Playing devil, playing devil's advocate. If it bleeds, I'm not saying Maurice Cotman feels about like this. Europe, European media, they are the ones who basically invented the paparazzi, if I'm not mistaken. No, so there's like, some real bad them, ones. But but like I'm, but like, I'm even but, talking but, like ESPN, you have a mass no, no, record no, to your feed. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. But I think they are pandering to the audiences who like that kind of shit. Like the people who are like, like when Princess Diana died and everybody was like, we need pictures of the car. Or we need to see it. Like, it was like shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah, is no, going Europe on? Europe like, has always been pretty bad with that. Also, shout not, out, um, fuck the sun, justice for the 96 in Hillsborough. So fuck the sun, the publication in the UK. We don't recognize that here. But, okay, I digress. I just had to say that. Right. Fuck the sun. Not the Phoenix mm-hmm. suns. Shout out to them. But <laughs> I just, no, I just I need to make it. my uh, allegiances known. No, I can I can dig it. I can dig that. Yeah. So I think that I think that that's what was happening. I don't agree with that shit at all. But I think that they like their their audiences have such an appetite for shit like that. We're just like. Then I'm glad that I follow the people in like because you know we're both large soccer fans. I'm more on social media than you are, 
So I probably saw much more of the reaction among uh, influencers is such a bad way of putting it. But like people who have become a part of the football community in Europe mm-hmm. um, through fan bases, whether it be like on YouTube or, or other platforms, like I just hate calling it influencer because I feel like that has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm glad that at least it seems like most of the people that are prevalent in those uh, spheres at this point were unanimously outraged over the coverage that hopefully the communities that form there can drive some of that difference. Cause like that should never happen the way it was executed. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. Like that's, that's, that's this, that shows how little we hold human life in regard. Mm -hmm. Like we want, like how people film people taking their last breaths. How I feel about that. You know, like when rappers, it was that. It almost was that. Yeah, when rappers be getting killed and people be filming them dying instead of calling nine one one to mm-hmm. actually try to see, or try to put pressure on their all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it. It will. I will. I will never, ever, and hopefully I'm wrong about this, but I don't think I will ever get the images out of of Tashiyon shot with his head back and his mouth open, agaped open. And people just literally, literally not one person pulled this kid out of the car, 20 years old, mind you, put pressure on his wounds. Tried I was in South Florida, Florida when that happened. Dude, I remember was that. Crazy. Well, that was, was that like Valentine's Day? No, mm-hmm. or, Valentine's was a, Day was that or Parkland. It was, it was, it wasn't, it was in February, if I'm not mistaken. It was like right around uh, the same time as Parkland. Yeah. So like, and he made a song dedicated to Parkland, like, and gave the money, the proceeds to that, to that, to those survivors. But that's the kind of stuff where it's just like, why are we filming people dying? Like, when when did that become cool to do so? You know, like, and when did it become cool to watch somebody die and not try to help them? Like, it's just that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, I don't believe in humanity at a high level anyway, but I do believe that there needs to be at least one person in a space that's willing to be a human being in a moment like that. Like, so you telling me you like if I was dying, who cares about me? anybody who me that if you see videos of me dying and people not trying to save my life fight that off like do something to actually get that pulled off the internet do something to actually make that disappear because that shouldn't love and care about me see as a final thing i would also uh almost feel bad for those people that would do that because of what you would do as a ghost haunting them. You goddamn right. I'm on <laughs> your ass. I'm on, I'm on your ass like the tag in your boxes. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> like I'm coming be back. Be the first ghost think, to be able to figure out how to split your soul to cover multiple people at once. I'm going to keep it real with you, Ivan. If there's anybody in this world who you should believe is, is planning on coming back, it's me. I know Jesus said it, but Rhesus is the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I got actual question speaking of these jordan brand athletes in the ufc mm-hmm. how do you feel about last week uh how do i feel about last weekend i was actually really happy um i would have liked to see nate follow up some of the punches when he had leon wobbled but at the same time i, I think ariel hawani said it you know that last 60 seconds that's why we love nate diaz Mm-hmm. is he was losing that fight for 23 and a half, 24 minutes. And you were like, he might win. He might win this thing. <laughs> um, it was so dope to see Brandon Moreno. 
get the dub. I was so happy for him. Um, I was happy to see Izzy get the win. Um, I do think, again, he's he's been a little corny lately. Not even just lately, but I feel like it's kind of caught up to people recently. That he's a little bit corny. So, like, I'll be curious to see how that is now with another win. Um, Are we talking about Izzy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what what else? Uh, Jamal Hill is a savage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, I mean that thing. I I think he was trying to tap like for a good ten seconds and just kept missing. Um, I don't think he's ever trying to tap. I don't think he realized it was broken because when he got up, when he got up, he looked at it like, oh man! Like I don't think he ever no, really. No, I think realized. he knew because he no because when it ended, he sat there and, and he was like, I'm not moving this arm. Oh, you know, I know, I know that part. But like, look at the moment as soon as they as soon as they say he tapped or like as soon as they stop the fight. He like gets up a little bit and he looks at me and he's like, yeah. and then he just lays there like. Oh. Also, and I, then, I, he party, I, I, then he party, then he party, then they party together that night. Say, that's I was, say, I was gonna say that's like one of the dope parts of the sport is that they were out partying that night. Dude, that picture, that picture might be the, need to be the picture for this episode. That was that was pretty good, and, and you know, just the other like it, you know, I've always loved the respect that they show in MMA and combat sports that. You know, from what he said, like the first thing that Paul Craig said to him, because there have been some controversial words, apparently, and you know, that's why they've really gotten into it during fight week. But Paul Craig was just like, hey, dude, I'm a good person. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I don't know what you heard, but I'm a good person. You know, no hard feelings, anything. I, I don't even know what he said. I don't remember. Um, but dude, that was dope to see um, that one knockout. And subsequent injury on the celebration was one of the weirdest things. I've never seen two people get hurt that quickly. Um, where some someone can get knocked out and then someone can probably tear their ACL celebrating. I haven't seen a diagnosis. I also haven't really haven't looked. So um You've never seen Martin Grammatica? I've seen him miss a lot of field goals. He once hit a field goal and then jumped up in celebration and tore his ACL. There was then- that. But he, he didn't do that immediately after knocking someone else unconscious. I was about to say, but his brother, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, also hit a field goal and ran and hit his head on a post to celebrate and knock himself out. So if we put them both together. See, that's <laughs> like, you know what's crazy is when you said Martin Grammatica's brother, and somehow my brain was like, yeah, his brother's Mike Vanderjagt. And I don't know why my brain thought that, because they're very clearly not related. Um, but I don't know why they somehow associate in my head the same way. But I Mike Vanderjack? Yeah. I, I don't know why I think of him when I think of Martin Grammatica at the same time. That's wild. I have zero clue. Maybe, yeah, maybe they both they, play for the Colts or something. Dope last names. It might be the part of that. Just weird. Also, name. you're getting pretty choppy there. I, mean, you, I know. You, likewise. You're getting a nice little robotic voice, so I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see how this I'm getting, ro- getting robotic voice. I'm getting a little bit of that on, on your end as well. So it's probably my connection here in the basement. But, you know, we have we to keep we pushing through, though. Yeah, we got to so do what who, we got to do. So, so who should Izzy fight next? And who Whitaker. should Nate Diaz fight next? Because we don't need to talk about anybody else. Uh, Izzy fights Whitaker. Nate fights Connor. If Connor loses to Poirier. If Connor wins, who does Nate fight? If Connor wins, Nate. 
do they fight Dustin? Because he was supposed to, he was supposed to fight Dustin in Madison Square Garden like three or four years ago, but Dustin hurt. I'd be I'd be I'd be down for it, but I I you know we were talking about this in the pre-show that Nate and Connor does similar, but we were saying that Nate still does a little bit better getting people paydays that deserve it. I don't think Poirier's in that mm-hmm. class. Um, like I think Poirier's kind of established himself now where it's like, yeah, that's a, that's one of the guys. Oh, I so disagree. That's yeah. why we say pay the man Dana because he has never we'll paid pay Poirier for man. Any. Let's see. Poirier contract. Any fighting. He said uh, that, you, know, you know what's tough? Of, you know what's really tough there? Is when you type in when you type in Poirier contract, it pops up with Vincent Poirier of the New York Knicks, and he probably makes more. I don't think there's a probably about that. I think it's a definite, and that guy, I don't even know who that is. But I'm I'm sure contract. I'm sure with the Connor fights, he's he's making money, but that's probably on the pay per view numbers rather than guaranteed. Yeah, and I think that that's where. Like I think that I don't. I think Dustin said because I was watching a lot of his his um content after the Connor fight, like on with with Theo Vaughn, one of our favorites, and he was on with uh, gang, a gang. few other people, gang gang, you know. And he was talking about how the Connor fight, the, the second Connor fight, is the first time he actually made like real money. But he's been fighting for so long that it's like, how can that be possible? And I think part of the reason is we just assume that these guys who are popular. And we assume that these guys who actually have high levels of talent, we assume that these guys who actually have been doing it at a high level get paid for their talent and they get paid for their ability and they get paid for their name when all actuality, that doesn't really matter as much. Like you don't get paid just because people know who your name is in the UFC. You don't get paid because you are a world-class martial artist in the UFC. There's a lot that goes into that. And I think that Dustin Poirier, a guy who used to be fighting basically in backyard brawls, just saying he just started getting paid when he is technically entering his twilight of his career. If you look at how many years he's been fighting, yeah, he's been so like he's that's been a vet for a while. Yeah, so that's like gross, and it becomes something where it's just like, okay, well, if that's the case, then what do we do about that? And I think that that's why I love Nate so much. You know, that's why I like what Connor tries to do. You know, so. I don't know. Like, if it's not if it's not Dustin Poirier, then who? For Nate. Um, Cowboy. A two way retirement fight. Because Nate has nothing to gain by beating Cowboy, but Cowboy has, I guess you could say, have nothing to gain by beating Nate either. Yeah, and they they fought years and years ago. Um, it makes it a little bit easier on both of them. You just tell them to fight at 170, unless they mm-hmm. want to come down to 155. But it makes it a little bit easier there that you got kind of tweener weights where it makes it a little more relaxed to them. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool to see how they, they talk to each other now because it was like real pretty bad blood, I think, back then, if I remember correctly. Um, Did Cowboy win that one? No, Nate dominated him. they came out for the third round and nate's flipping off cowboy like i got you and cowboy's (laughs) just nodding like yep yeah (laughs) (laughs) this was like young young bucks for both of them but i I think that i'm not that'd be one worth running back i'm not that much of a man to agree that you fucking me up 
<laughs> I'm going to pretend like I'm winning. You're not the cowboy, though. I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm just Reese's Christ. Like, that's wild. So I, I think that'd be worth doing. Because, again, like we said, it's about legacy for the guys that he wants to fight. Um, Because I don't think he finds any value in, like, what Cowboy did with Darren Till, who at the time mm-hmm. wasn't really known. Yeah. Um you know, I don't think Nate wants to be a stepping stone. Nate wants to fight people that I think he respects. Um, yeah. Like, I think he looked at Leon this past week as this dude's won eight straight, hasn't gotten a title shot yet, and has been getting disrespected yeah. and avoided. So, oh, 100%. put him on this pedestal. And Nate, even, the press you know, as we said, Nate said, you know, after the fight, said, you got to determine your price or they're going to determine it for you. He said at the press conference after he hit the, I'm going to assume, CBD, he said that this guy that I'm fighting. It was not CBD. He made it very clear it was not CBD. But the Arizona commission cooled it. So Yeah, it's legal in Arizona. He said that the guy that I'm fighting is on a GSP type of streak, and he's not getting credit for it. He said that out loud. Yeah, he's holding he's holding Leon Edwards at a high regard. Um, and it's, dude, it's something about these people from the Bay, you know, the Bay Area, Northern it. California, the Diaz's, the Marshans. There's a there's an honor to them. Foreshadow, 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 foreshadow. Some light. All right. So as as this thing continues to go on. Realistically speaking. How many fights should Nate Diaz take going forward, if at all any? I would say for him, probably zero. He doesn't have to take any. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a legend of the UFC if he walked away f- three fights ago, probably. I think three after the Connor back-to-back, yeah. he was the Nate that we love now. But I think he had established himself as like, he's going to be remembered. Maybe even more so in some ways than his brother because of like some of the big fights. Um, I think I think like Nate's going to definitely. Time. I think Nate, honestly speaking, I think I think Nick was a better fighter, but I think Nate's going to mm-hmm. be remembered longer than than Nick if he never fights again. I agree. Both of them never fight again. I agree. And I believe it or not, I wouldn't say three fights ago because three fights ago was Jorge Masvidal. I believe I believe it was Jorge. Then it was his win. Against Showtime, and then I think no other way, other way, other way. Out Jorge after the Showtime. After Showtime, oh okay, so okay, so Jorge was the. I I think Showtime's a good cutoff because it was like he'd been away for what three years, came back and looked unreal. But you know what's funny? I'll say the the loss to Jorge Masvidal means so much because he headlined Madison Square Garden without an actual real title. They made up a title so that he could be a headliner made the for five rounds. Made The Rock come and do it in New York City, and he actually created the star <laughs> that we know now for Jorge Masvidal. And he was I know Jorge, shit to The Rock. Yeah. You know, and, and the way that the fight ended with his face being just battered, and it was like and him still wanting gonna, to keep going. I think that that is like, if it would have cut it, off it, there. It, yeah, because you know what it is about that? It wasn't just that he wanted to keep going. It was the fact that every MMA fan was like, but we were just about to get to the part where Nate gets real good. And they were like, that cut's not that bad for a DS. And it's like, that cut was yeah. deep as shit. They were like, <laughs> I'm man, that ain't shit. Like basically see bone. He could have lost his vision. They were like, and that's a DS. Like, they was straight up like that. It was like, what yeah. are we talking about? That's you started making these caveats just for him and his brother. 
Yeah. So I, I, I worry though. Like I actually, I worry though that Nate, and I think Nate more than most fighters has learned what to do with his money in a way that is equitable for him. Like what is academy that he has now and stuff like that. He seems like a Hopefully. relatively frugal guy just to begin with too. I don't know. I thought that, and then I saw him at the press conference with that big ass chain on. I was like, "Is that a Nate Diaz?" He has a Nate Diaz but academy. He strikes chain. me as as the fifty type of chain wearer. Oh yeah, where it's just straight up like, like I'm buying fake because people know I can afford it. That's a good point. Like, that he feels like wears, a neat thing to do. He only wears black tee, so it's not like he uh he spent a lot of money on designer. So, but like I think that I, I, that's what that's what I need. By the way, him and Nick on Rogan, that'd be dope. You know what's funny? I almost think that it wouldn't be that dope because I don't know if Joe Rogan can have a. All right, this I'm about to erase what I was going to say. I was about all to say right, maybe Joey Diaz instead or Theo. I was going. I was I was <laughs> going to say King or uh, King and the Sting. They be the culture corner since they're Mexican. They sit in the culture mm-hmm. corner and like the show isn't predicated around them, so they don't have to talk a lot. But they can talk whenever they want, and they can throw them to topics to them, and they can really just have a discussion where you have a fighter there and Brendan, and then you have Theo who's going to be like just just bringing the best out of them yeah i think that sitting on a podcast for three hours and trying to articulate nate is bad at articulating anyway but i mean so even if they just, run for an hour they run for an hour but i'm gonna be mad though i'm gonna be mad if you want joe rogan for mm-hmm. an hour like I, I need i need a real joe rogan or i don't want humor with it too which I, yeah joe or, get too nitty-gritty i, I or, you know it'd also be funny and this is because we're as everyone knows the number one fans of brendan shop um, was just Brent Schaub starts talking about fighting, and one of them's like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> Why don't you let the real fighters talk?" I'm not, I'm not touching that one. What, what I think would be dope is if Joe Rogan gave his studio to the Diaz's for a, they interview each other, and mm-hmm. he's not even there. Like he's outside somewhere, and then you got Young Jamie there googling if they need to. The amount of weed smoke, the amount of shit talk that might come up, and then. They See, no, I'd about, love to just put Joe Rogan and like Joey Diaz in there without a mic and just like I want a separate camera on them just for how much of a contact high they're going to have just sitting yeah. in that room. Yeah. You know, like I think that that would be dope. I think that that could be because we never they I, I mean, they probably have and I just never seen it. I've never seen them talk about each other in length. Like it's always like little tidbits about like mm-hmm. how much they love each other, how much they care about Nick each other. Diaz, like, army. Yeah, I want to really hear why it's so deeply rooted like i really want to know i need a like, 30 for 30 that's what i need and they would there would never be one because their records be. are too bad I, I mean but they've made 30 for 30s about like way worse stuff like name it i don't know i haven't watched those ones but you know what's funny about that I don't think they have, and I think it's because thirty for thirties need to make sense on paper, and then they make it make sense. I mean, they've made. Reality. I mean, they've made thirty for thirties about like single games, or maybe it's maybe it's like e sixties. But I think it's like I think they did thirty for thirty on the uh, what's his name, Doc Blue or whatever Vita Blue that threw a no hitter on LS Doc Ellis that threw a no hitter on LSD. Like I'm pretty sure they made a thirty a for thirty. Thing. I thought that was a, I thought that was like a short thing. I don't think that was maybe. Like a full blown thirty but for thirty. I'm I need if you're gonna make. If uh, ESPN is going to be the primary provider of the UFC, because they already did the one short about Nick Diaz scrapping in a hotel at, or a mm-hmm. hospital after the fight. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, and maybe this probably wouldn't happen until they're both officially retired, which may never happen. Um, but there needs to be something. 
I, I don't know what it is. I, I need. I think that there should be a documentary. I agree with you. I don't know if 30 for 30 is the right one because 30 for 30 to me is so shiny. Like, it's just like, like, it's, it's, it's like so mainstream with the stories that they tell. It would need, it would need to be gritty, like how they aired The Last Dance. Just with you ever see Iris's and... documentary? Yeah, I did see oh, that. It needs to be like that. Like, it needs to be the dude, because the dude that Iverson did 30, did the uh, last dance. He did, he's the one who did the last mm-hmm. dance. So it needs to be authentic. It needs to be called like 209, you shouldn't make it out of here alive. Like, something like that, where they just go deep into like their story. But the flip side of that, though, is. I mean, no, it's just called Sock the Motherfucker. And, and you just, you just kind of bleep out, you know, some of the that second word there. See, see, I'm going to disagree. Because if you had to bleep it out, it might not reach the masses. I think it should be multiple chapters, and that should be a chapter. Stock them, motherfucker. Like, you know how they did the last dance? They had different titles for each mm-hmm. chapter. I think it should be like, Stock them, motherfucker. It should be like the first title. And it's just like, oh, what the fuck is this? What's going on here? Stock the slap also should be a chapter. But that's Ooh, 209, Army of the Dead. Scrap Pack needs Scrap to be pack. a chapter. You yep. know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think that it could be dope like that. But I think that the issue is when you read the, the article on ESPN, everybody read it this long form if you haven't yet. I think that you will see how it should really be done. But the article is is done by people who aren't the Diaz brothers. Mm. They're talking to people in their lives. Because I don't think the Diaz brothers talk about their. They don't. I've never seen them talk about their lives ever. Like rarely ever besides yeah. the fact that they say like we're gangsters or like or show we, love for each other in a yeah. very short form ways, you know. So I think that we need to really like I don't even I maybe you know I have never even seen their parents, never, like never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting. Isn't that wild? You never I thought mean, about but that, at right? The same time, the other thing I'm thinking I haven't seen that many fighters' parents. I don't think. I've seen like, so many moms in the crowd. I don't think I've seen Connor's parents. Connor just posted his mom like the other, like, I don't have social media, so it might, to me the other day is like six months ago. But like, he posted his mom for like Mother's Day, I think. Maybe I missed it. Like, I'm pretty sure he posted his mom for Mother's Day. I know Day. a lot of people post like significant others and stuff, which I also haven't seen from the Diaz's really. I've never seen their kids. It's, it's, it's straight up just pictures of them two together. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I think there's something there that they don't want to talk about. Like, I don't think that they want to talk about their lives because then it brings up everybody in their lives. So, like, I think that if you want to do, I think that part of me kind of feels like it has to be an unauthorized Diaz documentary where, like, they bring the people in from their lives to talk about them, but they aren't like this article. Yeah, but they're not actually in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that needs to be because I don't think they're going to talk about that kind of stuff, nor do I think they want to. I just I need more Diaz in my life, but I, I think that's also part of what makes them so great is they might disappear for eight months. And you know how we've always talked about the tease of the Diaz is we yeah, just I'm want more so Diaz. Over so over I love them. I can't do the tease shit anymore. Like, I can't see another picture of, of Nick walking around. At Nick being like shredded. Yeah. Like, dog, what are you ready for? Nothing's happening. So if, if you're if you're Dana. Uh, who are you matching Nick up with right now? Um, well, wait, we going one forty? Where he shredded at allegedly? Uh, he's not going on one forty five. He's down to one fifty five, right? That he was saying he could cut to. I don't remember. Is it one fifty five now? I think one fifty five. Yeah, so I, I'd say you can go one fifty five or one seventy, 
or because Nick Diaz probably even 185 and he'd show up if it was the right opponent. Because hmm. I, I think it's such a dangerous game because it's like prime Nick Diaz. I'd be like, I want him in there with like Colby Covington. Mm-hmm. But he, I, he, I don't know how close he is to prime Nick Diaz. I'm going. I said it. In, I said it in pre-post. I mean, pre. Uh, put him in there with Robbie, man. Oh yeah, that that was like your put him in there honestly because I, he he needs to be in there with somebody who's not going to test him on the ground because he needs an advantage. The Diaz's don't don't have one punch knockout power, so it's all about the volume. But they are masters at jujitsu. Oh oh my gosh, the best. Second best, not the best, because the best to me is the stories of Bobby's childhood. My second favorite story in that fucking article. Mm-hmm. It's the last story, I think, in the article. It's about uh, the belting system in the Diaz Academy. Oh, my gosh. Well, You're gonna- so much for me reading half tonight and half. <laughs> Dude, it's literally, I think, the last story. In that whole article, and then I wanted to call you so bad, but I know you didn't read it. And I was, I was dying. I was over. I was cracking up so much. I'm just like picturing what I'm hoping it to be. Oh, actually, like it's not the last story. Exactly, it. It's, it's not the last story. I think it's the third to last story because I can see the next two. I think it's the okay. third to last story, but it's the last third of the article. But it's like I, I, I'm picturing what I want it to be, and I feel like it's oh. probably exactly that. If not, oh my gosh! Yes, yes. I'm not going. I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to confirm. If you don't say, don't ask me any questions. I'm not no, confirming. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to. But I'm gonna say yes, yes. And it is hilarious. It not only is it hilarious when they were talking about the story. I could hear Nate saying it. Like I could, I could literally hear. I could hear and see what they were saying. It was like bloop, 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 bloop. And I was like, yes. Yeah. It was like was straight like, out of Nate's mouth. Yeah. So <laughs> you know it's real. Dog, it is hilarious. Like hilarious. The good thing about the stories in the article, though, if you want to do it in a way where you don't have to like wait to get to that part, the stories don't necessarily connect. So like they're all individual stories. So if anything, I could do half and half and start from the bottom. Yeah, you were 100 percent good. Yeah. It's literally like all do they get better and better though? Like, should I start from the top? I think that if you don't know nothing Cause, about cause, Nate, yeah, because you said like the first third is like stuff we yeah, probably we, already know. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it got better yeah, and I better. I think I want to build that suspense. I'm gonna build that. Suspense. Oh, so good. I'm gonna it's do it the so right good. way. Plus, it's so good. You know, you gotta do it like a Diaz fight. It's kind of like okay, cool. The first couple rounds, mm-hmm. but once you get into those later rounds, you're like, okay, now it's Diaz time. <laughs> like because i don't think he's someone that like dana loves having to talk about highly just because of how much teasing they do versus like probably how they are in contract negotiations yeah but he, said, he was nate so raving about movie. and because he was talking about how nate was like yeah nate wanted a five round fight did nothing for 23 minutes and then turned it on i love that like like dana was so complimentary of him in the uh, post fight um and it was like it's he's the, he's the ultimate guy he he's the fighter's fighter yeah he's definitely on that list tough winner so it's like he's even like just ufc royalty before that like he's an mm-hmm. early tough season winner too and he was in the house tagging 209 on everything he could find it's something that i almost want to do 
and I've never been to Stockton, California. Nor should you go to Stockton, California. Stockton, California has the same type of murder per capita that I think Trent, New Jersey does. Where it's just like, yeah, it's not a big area, but you're probably going to die if you go. But shout out to Dallas Braden, uh, also Stockton, California, who very much appreciates the Diaz as well and through a perfect game. So and anybody they make greatness. Pressure makes not diamonds. Wrong. It either burst a pipe or make you shine. And the mm-hmm. Diaz twins be shining, man. I call them twins, even though they're not. But to me, they are twins because these guys are How each other. Are they? I've never thought about that. I think they're a little over a year apart. Okay, that, I mean that's that's in my brain. Twins. Maybe it's like two. Nick was born eighty three. Uh, it's crazy that Nick is thirty seven years old. Yeah. So Nate was born eighty five, April okay. of eighty five. Uh, and Nick was August of 83. So, yeah, little, like a year and a half. Too. Yeah. That's dope, though, man. Like, I love the fact that they love each other. Question for you. What's your favorite Michael Jordan moment that isn't one that they talk about all of the time? Um, Got to be the shit talk stuff. Uh, I know we shouted out Muggsy Bogues. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that Muggsy Bogues was in a movie with him and then Michael Jordan destroyed his jump shot forever uh, is very funny to <laughs> me. <laughs> what we say is like he's like this midget can't shoot and then Muggsy Bogues was like I never was able to shoot again the rest of my life <laughs> the rest of my life not even career like even when I'm in a Y don't drop <laughs> uh, I think that's gotta be it um, if, if there's one clip that I love of Mike it's when Kobe knocks him down and kind of the punching in the chest and pick him back up and that was when mm-hmm. like he was in that Diaz phase of like, I'm going to pay. I'm just here and I'm going to just show how much I actually love basketball. And they're smiling. He's <laughs> like, I'm ready to pass the torch. Yeah. And and like, you know, that, that clip, I think is always cool. Um, other Mike moments. Oh no. I, I know what it is. And it, it's, um, it, I mean, this is a biased Celtics thing to say. Uh, it's Larry Bird's comment about Michael Jordan. Mm. That was God. Disguises Michael Jordan. That was God intended shoes. Like it's just like yeah, and which obviously from my angle, the funniest part is Larry Bird didn't think that God could do better than being swept against that. Celtics beat the Celtics. God game, couldn't beat the Boston game. Celtics. They got swept. <laughs> uh, when you said that to me, you were like, "Just think about this." Larry Bird didn't think God could beat the Celtics. And I was like, "I can't talk to you anymore, dog. I gotta, I gotta, gotta go to sleep. I can't even. I don't even like to sleep." But I was like, "I can't, I can't think about this right now. This is nonsense." And the highest quality of nonsense i think i have two um i have two and one of them that people don't even realize because they've probably never seen this game is that michael jordan's final all-star game when vince carter gave up his starting spot to michael jordan michael jordan would have hit what would have been the game winning shot fade away from the right hand corner i've never seen i've literally and this is not hyperbole i've never seen that many flash bulbs in my entire life for one moment and it was literally i thought everybody in the crowd was actually i know what clip you're talking about the only other one that like i can put even on that same level from like a clip i've seen Mm -hmm. you know more than once was cal ripkin's uh record-breaking game over lou gehrig like the first Mm -hmm. pitch yeah like it was just everywhere yeah, so it was like that, and then that got ruined because Jermaine O'Neal's dumbass fouls Kobe Bryant from three. Kobe Bryant does a Kobe Bryant thing, and he on purpose misses one of the free throws to send it overtime and hoping Mike would get back in the game to actually reclaim what should have been his MVP. But instead, he looked at then-coach, I believe it was Isaiah Thomas, and he was like, 
dog, I'm 40. I'm not getting in here. <laughs> I, let the, yeah, I think you let the young cats go at this. So, like, what should have been literally in his last season, and everybody knew it was his last season, officially last season, he would have hit the game-winning shot in the All-Star game, which is all of the best NBA players, and then fucking Jermaine O'Neal fouls Kobe Bryant from three. And the fact that it was Kobe 85 was also, like, that's wild. That's Mike's protege. The second, imagine, imagine if Kobe did the ultimate not Kobe thing and just missed. <laughs> missed all of them? Yeah. It's like, just 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 turn around to the bench or, or like just turn around to Mike and just pass him the ball. <laughs> that would be dope. When he missed the first, I think he was the first one he missed. And he missed it. And then literally, I think Ernie Jones was like, oh, so Kobe's trying to throw the game. <laughs> it was just like, it was like, what? Kobe ain't missing these. And then he goes up and then he makes like all net the next two. And it was like, okay, Kobe, we know what you did there. And I love the fact that he put more pressure on himself by missing the first. That means he had to make the next two. Yeah. But it was like an all mental <laughs> game. And then my second one, which is no particular order, it could be first, who knows, is when the, the craze fan broke into the, the Bulls locker room and stole Michael Jordan's jersey, his 23 jersey, and they went to the gift store to buy another 23 jersey so he could wear for the game, and they were sold out because it's fucking Michael Jordan at home. So they had to give him a number that nobody wore, which is number, number 12. 12. On the on the Chicago Bulls and Mitchell and Ness in Philadelphia now sells number twelve jerseys with no name on the back that are Michael Jordan jerseys for that specific game. Oh, also, um, th- my actual favorite Michael Jordan memory is buying Michael Jordan Birmingham Barons jerseys. That's my actual Michael Jordan uh, memory was myself and Reese. Um, and others in Birmingham, Alabama on a Habitat for Humanity trip um, going into the gift shop. Well, no, even before going into the gift shop, going to the game with the sole intention of purchasing a Michael Jordan jersey, regardless of cost. Um, Then, of course, being quite disappointed at the fact that there was nothing larger than, I believe, a youth medium it may have been one small adult size, but there was a youth median that uh, someone that we know who is comfortably taller than either of us um, decided to purchase. But that is a jersey that, you know, when we had them, we had to find them in the back. I never ask for people to look in the back for more stock, um, but we had to, we had to get them. We had to get them. It was like 110 bucks, best 100. And at that point, I was only buying jerseys online for 15, 20 dollars. So to get a jersey for that expensive was well worth it. Um, And I literally, every time I pack to go literally anywhere, anytime I pack, I have that Michael Jordan jersey ready in in the suitcase. This is the one to come out. Um, The other other one I would say, the other like quick one that popped in my head is the Ahmad Rashad clip where he's like going out to golf uh, while they're on the, in, on team USA talking mm-hmm. about the dream team and he was like all right you got a lot of great players on the team like all right tie game who takes the last shot and like how disrespected he looked <laughs> he looked like he felt in that moment when the other people on the team were larry bird magic johnson you know you can go down the list of iconic basketball players and he's me Dude, that, that was mike Mike, Mike is a different kind of animal. Mike was a completely different kind of animal. So since this is episode 23, I want to ask you, and I do not want to have a long conversation about this, but I want to ask you, because I don't think we've ever talked about, that's not true. We haven't talked about this since we made our top 50 players list of mm. all time, which is the real list of top 50 players of all time. True. Probably Ken LeBron actually, 
I gotta see it again. I gotta say, can LeBron actually catch Mike in your eyes? In my eyes, no, and I'll tell you why. Hit me. It. I. I don't think it's a LeBron disdain thing. Um, I comfortably say because Mike was slightly before my time, so mm. Mike is almost this larger than life mythological being to me. Yeah. And I have no problem saying that LeBron James is the best basketball player I've ever watched all around. But I'm also someone... The best player you ever watched live or the best player you've ever seen, period? I think in my lifetime. Mm, Okay. Like, 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 so yeah, not in my lifetime, but like that I actually had the chance to watch their career unfold. Yeah, okay. Um, You know, that's him. But I'm also... I like the guys that are the villains. Mm. I like the guy and I, you know, and we've talked about this and, and, you know, I probably wouldn't have liked Mike all that much when he was coming up. I wouldn't Mm. have hated him as much as the Pistons as a Celtics fan, (laughs) but I'm sure I would have had issues with Mike and been like, he's no Larry. Um, (laughs) But to me, there's just, it's not the six, no thing. Because when Brady was what three and two or four and two, like eh, four and two, I think was when it was like, okay, Brady's over Montana. And people were like, mm-hmm. oh, four and no, oh, four. And oh. like, I don't care. You know, some of the stuff LeBron did is unreal, impressive. He's okay. probably the greatest all around basketball player I've had the opportunity to watch. Um, but it's the mentality thing. And I think it's like, you know, but it's, there's a mythology to Mike to me of like what, because mm-hmm. what, everything I'm going off with Mike is things I was told. It's also why I put no credence to the people who were like, he played plumbers or people that weren't that good. And I was like, yeah, but if you put him now, he, he'd be fine. Okay. So I want to do a little exercise with you. I'm going to name players that come from the top of my head that I, that whose careers you've got to watch in your lifetime. Okay. And I want to know who would you draft them as your number one pick over LeBron or would you take LeBron over them? Okay. Kobe being Bryant. I'm taking Kobe. But that's because I want someone that has that killer mentality. I think LeBron's a better player, but I want Kobe as the guy that I'm giving the ball to. And I know I'm going to lose games doing that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know that, but I still mm-hmm. want Kobe. Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Braun slightly because if I need someone to take over a game, I don't think Timmy's taking over a game. Timmy's just going to be Mr. Consistent. But like, if I need LeBron to drop 45, 10 and 12, he, he might. I mean, you can argue that him being that consistent means you don't need him to take over because you're already winning, but yeah. Okay. That, that's fair. That's fair. Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm, because that's mentality, and he might not be the same level. As, I feel like that's that's almost Kobe. So, like, what are we doing for the big man? Kevin Garnett. It's also th- – there's a Celtics aspect of it, too. Just strictly play. I know what I'm doing. Around. Ivan, I know what I'm doing here. LeBron. <laughs> really? It hurts me to Why? do it, but LeBron. Why? Um, there's less of a chance he's going to make his teammate cry on the bench, which is something that needs to be taken into consideration. But allegedly, Delonte West made him crowd on the bench. So, mm, good point. Kevin Garnett. 
<laughs> I, I also, but I'm also, I hate that I'm going to say it this way. I don't like the current NBA that it's all offense. I miss having Kevin Garnett's that would punch you in the face just to get a stop. Yeah. It's okay. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. I love Dwayne Wade way more. LeBron. Why? I think part of it's the takeover thing. Um, you didn't I watch the 06 I, finals? Huh? You I didn't watch the 06 I did, finals? Well, I was, I was young. I was, I was uh, 11. No, it wasn't. I was 10 still. I was almost 11. Um, I love the flash. The, the block and three-quarters court shot on Amare and the Suns, I watched no less than 150 times like the week that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne Wade is one of my favorite players. I just think LeBron is a better all-around player. It, it's also the, – the, the tough thing with LeBron is also like, is it playoff LeBron? You know what I mean? It was like – His career LeBron. You get You get whatever he did throughout his career. So if he showed up more in the playoffs or he didn't show up more in the playoffs, you get that yeah, too. Yeah, because it's just like I don't I don't like watching regular season LeBron. I, I get I get his greatness and he's still great, but I don't like the clips where he watches a ball come to his corner and he just starts jogging down the court as the shot even goes up because he's not even gonna contest. Like I, I like guys that go all out on defense, which D Wade more so was. He has the um, D Wade has the most blocks from any guard in NBA history. Correct. That's and crazy to think about. Too. And if you think about it too, Magic Johnson is 6'9, 6'10. He has more blocks than Magic Johnson. And D Wade was probably what, 6'4? Like he wasn't even like a big 6'4. Yeah, he's like 6'4. Yeah. I think like he's like Steph really Curry 6'3 ish, but yeah. He's Steph Curry. He, yeah. So I got to ask you though, since you okay, said D Wade, take LeBron. I, I'm, I'm just going to keep losing. I, I also am someone who I appreciate LeBron's greatness. I don't know that there's a player I enjoy rooting against more, mm-hmm. which I think is also a testament to his greatness because mm-hmm. you want to beat the best. So, yeah, D-Wade. I, I'd rather okay. go down with my guys. Give me Steve Nash, too. Oh, he was coming, but okay, you already picked Steve. Shaq. Shaq. And, well, today's NBA or then? Actually, it doesn't matter. Give me Shaq. <laughs> I can okay. sell more tickets with Shaq, too, and uh, merch. <laughs> a little business venture Tracy McGrady mm. Is he healthy? Mm. Yes I don't know if it's like a recency Anti-bias here Or the fact that Kobe said it's the hardest place And he ever had to guard I think he was 6'9", shoot off both legs Arms down to his his, his shins Yeah, I got that JaVale McGee arms uh, Yeah, give me T-Mac Again, I'm just going to keep losing and just picking against LeBron. But I think it's also because so, I want to play I, against LeBron more than I want I, him on my team. So that's four, maybe five players that you would pick over LeBron. Are you putting LeBron as that high of a player? Because overall, there may not have ever been a better player when you think about offense, defense, Probably. IQ, as opposed to him being a better player overall than these other people. Yeah, I, I think he's one of those guys that um, he's – and he might even be a better player than Mike all around. But I think he's one of those like, okay, but what's the difference between better and greater? Because I do think there's a difference. 
I'm about to say because you can argue this. Is, I think this is a real argument. Actually, I know this is a real argument that Scottie Pippen's a better overall player than 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 Michael Jordan. We saw all around. Mm-hmm. We saw all around. Michael Jordan could not pass like Scottie Pippen. I think Scottie Pippen actually was a better defender, even though Michael Jordan won a Defensive Player of the Year award. Scottie Pippen probably had, if not the same amount of handle, probably better because he's six eight, six nine. So overall, if you talk about like all around player. But is it because a person is overall like all around a great player as opposed to a player who is unmatched offensively or unmatched defensively or unmatched one of those ways and very good the other way? Like, how are you how are you weighing it? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it just because LeBron can do everything that LeBron is better or is it you believe LeBron deserves to be whatever like number two player you've ever watched? Or number one player we've ever watched do you, where, because he can who, do, do you think there's a player comp for LeBron? I do. I I, I think that I think that for me, is it Larry Bird? No, no, no. Larry Bird wasn't athletic enough, and Larry Bird wasn't the defender that LeBron was. I think that for when me, LeBron like, tries. Huh? When LeBron tries defensively, you mean? See, but LeBron is in what year? 16, 17? So, like to me, it's a little That's bit true. unfair. Like his first ten years, LeBron James was one of the best defenders in the league. No, and I think he still is when he chooses to be. Yeah, I th- but I think that also that's like that's like holding Larry's back issues against him. Like, yeah, well, no, Larry, he's, bro- just, he's just a good son. Like, remember when Larry could move? Remember when Larry could move laterally? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I do laterally three feet within ten seconds. <laughs> so I think I think LeBron James is either a more athletic Magic Johnson, or mm-hmm. he's a taller version of Oscar Robertson. Like those are the players because Oscar. Look at Oscar. I usually said numbers. Magic. I, I think Magic is probably the cleanest one. I think Magic is the cleanest and one. And LeBron might be a better shooter, but I think that's in part just due to the evolution of the game. LeBron actually really may not be a better shooter. Look at LeBron. I think LeBron's a thirty-two percent free. I mean, three-point shooter for his career, and I think he's a seventy percent free throw shooter. I feel like it's all career. I think it's been better than that the last couple of years. Like the, but the that's start not his of career. his career was real. Not his career bad. though. Yeah, no, I'm saying career, the start the like first eight years of his career real bad. But you got but you got to remember, Magic had to retire because of HIV. So like he didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to go late. And he's still late, launching late. threes in the All Star game too, and won the MVP. You dig? So like it wasn't it didn't look good, but it went in. So like to me, I have to look at like the hard numbers and be like, okay, then that's just what it is. Because arguably arguing, and I think the thing about LeBron is like for me, you have to build a team around LeBron. LeBron can't fit into a team. Mm-hmm. Like it just doesn't really work. Where Do you think like Mike somebody's can fit other, into a team, though. I don't think Mike could fit into a team either, but I think mm-hmm. Mike could fit in the team better than LeBron because Mike will still give you that defensive player of the year mentality. Where like even if he's not getting the ball on every, you know what? I'm gonna say yeah. I think actually no. I think Mike could fit into a team better than LeBron because you know because he's a do. whatever it takes to win guy. He's gonna drive the ball to the rim. He's gonna dunk on you, lay it up on you, or he's gonna shoot a fade away. He's not worried about the three point shot. Cool. He's gonna play defense better than almost anybody in the league. Done. LeBron needs the ball in his hand almost all of the time. LeBron needs to be the facilitator. LeBron needs shooters around him. Can you name like like that's? I think that's the thing. That I don't think I can name a LeBron team that didn't have elite shooters that he won. And I was I was gonna say that's the thing that I gave Mike credit for that they don't really bring up on well, Michael Jordan's teams. BJ he might have had. He might have had two really good shooters ever. Steve and Baxson, or maybe Tony Kukoc, but eh, different. Yeah, that Tony's like my scorer who could yeah. shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like where like you wasn't 
you wasn't going to have Michael Jordan on the floor with four really fucking good three-point shooters. Like, and and, and we say that where in the era in which he was trying to drive to the lane, mm-hmm. there were multiple big men on for both team in said paint. And, and, and getting attempted homicide charges for knocking him out the air. You know, so like I think right. that is different. It's definitely but, but different. also like, not even getting charged. Maybe a misdemeanor. No, they were getting charged, but they weren't found guilty. It was like, nah. <laughs> yeah. So, but like that's the thing. Like I, I, I really love LeBron. I love his game. I love who he is as a person off the court more than I even mm-hmm. love him on the court. Facts. But I think that the whole the whole debate to me isn't even really that big of a deb- to me it's not that big of a deb- I don't think LeBron's the second best player of all time. So like for me, it's a little bit different. Do you but put Kobe there or or no. you will? I think I think that you got to do Kareem. You got to do well. Like we got to stop pretending like the big man didn't play basketball. Like we got to mm-hmm. stop doing that. I think Kareem. I think Will. Um, yeah, I, I, think I think it's a, I think it's an interesting thing because again, it's all about how you define great. Like who are the greatest players versus who are the most talented players? I think Hakeem Olajuwon doesn't get enough credit. He's the all-time Fact. leader in blocks, and he was unstoppable offensively. So you literally have offensive defense coverage. You look at you know especially '95. He went. He walked through Charles Carl. Who we, we don't really credit him all that much. Um, David Robinson, the year he won the MVP, and Young Shaq. And through him. And Penny Hardaway beat Michael Jordan. So, like, you can't say Michael Jordan. People act like Michael Jordan didn't play in the NBA. He was there. He didn't play long, but he was there in 95. So, like, mm-hmm. everybody pretends like Michael Jordan came back to the NBA in 96. No, he played in 1995. He well, was there. He, he played, played like a couple months, right? He played, he I think, 18 years, games, 18 games in the regular season, then he played the playoffs. Yeah. And he lost. Like, that's sure. what happened. Like, we can't pretend like he didn't lose because he wasn't the same Michael Jordan. Like, no, he lost. Like, it is what it is. So, like, when people were like, if Mike was playing, they wouldn't have won. Mike played. He was literally there. They're wearing number 45. And then he changed his number because he's like, this shit ain't working out for me. So, like, I think that Hakeem don't get enough credit. I don't know. I don't know if who's got better. Who's got better lyrics about him? Got to be Mike. Mike has more. Mike has more quality but, per capita. You think no? Do you think it's become I, too easy? I kind of do. Like his airness is one of the greatest nicknames ever. But the dream—that's some Martin Luther King shit. Like that's oh, no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking Mike and Braun. I'm back to that. Oh, that's Mike all day. Mike all day. Yeah. Mike all day. When I come back, like four or five, and need to play Wait. games with you. Just to aim at you, probably maybe. Like I, I don't know if LeBron's better than Kobe. Like I really don't know that, and not because just co- just because Kobe died, but. What part of the game did LeBron do better than Kobe when they're both at their peaks? And that's how I'm looking at great. Not, okay. not how long your career was, all that kind of stuff, which is dope because Kareem, if you want to do it, Kareem is probably the greatest player of all time. But at their peaks, how great were you? And Kobe was a first-team all-defensive player at his peak, dropping 81. Mm-hmm. With Smush Parker and Chris Mitchell. And, and a better shooter than LeBron overall. In my personal opinion, I don't know what the statistics say, but overall, Kobe has a, a far better mid-range shot. I'd rather Kobe him shooting. Made, yeah, I would rather Kobe make shooting a three than LeBron shooting a three. Yeah, that's the other thing that I think is important to note and I think has been lost in the translation of all of these arguments that, you know, are such a pivotal part of – or not pivotal, prevalent uh, staple in sports media especially is we need to act – we need to stop acting like great is a cut and dry term. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we need to realize that it's very subjective how people define greatness. Because some people do it as just who's who do I think is more talented and who do I think face better competition with their talent or, you know, and, and there's some greatness that is undisputed. You know, if you say who's the greatest swim, you know, male swimmer of all time, you know, people are only going to throw out one name. Yeah. You know, but so like there's some people that Ray are beyond that. Yeah, exactly. Ryan Lochte. Um uh, uh, Ryan Lochte is another person that, speaking of 30 for 30s, we still need that 2008 Florida Gators athletics 30 for 30. I agree. Quick question before you finish your thought Who is a faster swimmer, Michael Phelps in his prime or any potential Cuban American national? Mm. Uh, Jose Fernandez. I give it to Jose I Fernandez concur. saving his mother uh, on like his third trip. Tri- I, I concur. So please finish your thought. Or uh, I think Nganu w- was swimming at one point, trying trying to get out of Africa. Which, by the way, that's another thing that needs to be talked about more in terms of UFC stories. Back to the you know back to that the fact that Francis mm-hmm. Ngannou would just get dropped in the Sahara Desert trying to be a refugee and get to Europe, and they would just drop him off in the Sahara Desert to die, and he just wouldn't. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple times, by the way. Multiple I'll just say times. like like literally multiple times. I don't know. I don't know people besides myself who have that type of will to live. Like I told I you, like, I, I don't think I'm I do. A, and I, and I, you, told, I, you told me this. You told me this when I was like, dog, if I'm on life support and there's a double digit chance, you better leave me plugged up because I'm coming back. And I was like, I know 10 percent is double digits. That's what I mean. If it drops below that, then yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down there, but I'm down. I'm down to give it a shot there. But like you drop me in the Sahara Desert where all I see is sand the second time. Actually, I don't know. Do you think it'd be tougher the first time or the second time? Oh, definitely the second time, because psychologically, you thought you made it out. First time you were just young, dumb, and trying to make your way through. Like, I guess you, the, on the second time it also depends. And you feel terrible for getting caught again. Like yeah. it's just like dog. <laughs> I think it also is like how bad was the first time, which it has to be miserable. But it's like if it was like if, if the second time you're like, no, oh, it wasn't that bad. I just do this again. But I can't imagine that's the sentiment when you're left for dead in the Sahara Desert. And on top of all of that. I think about people like Napoleon, who was who was put in exile twice. How the fuck does it happen? Like he made it back from exile once, and yep. like yo, I'm back, bitches. And they was like, kidnap him, take him back. Like it was just like that's gangster to me. If you make it out once and you get caught again, you got to feel bad for yourself. But I, I commend you for even popping back up because you could have yep. went somewhere else. So speaking of popping back up, nice transition here for one last thing that maybe a, a wait until later. Did you get a chance to watch the first episode of Loki last week? You know, it was funny having watched one episode, even though I know it came out on purpose, because with this vacation coming up, I'm planning. I might just wait until I'm on a plane and just watch and do whatever episodes are out. Just watch them at that point in time, because I want to just because I also wasn't in the yeah, space. They come out, they're coming soon. out like Wednesdays at like three thirty in the morning. Yeah. So it was like one of those things where I was like, uh, I'm going to wait. I'm going to chill out. I haven't been watching a lot of anything, but overall, without giving any spoilers, what's your thoughts? Um, there wasn't a ton that happened in the first one. Um, like Marvel, not a ton of stuff happened, or like any yeah, not a ton of stuff yeah. I, I think more of just introduction of this new element in the MCU, um, and trying to explain what they do. Um, I don't remember how long it was. I don't think it was too long. Maybe forty minutes. Um, 
but it, it definitely introduced some new elements. And I think that's more what it was, was a, a lot of um, establishing characters and entities, much like kind of the first couple episodes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just kind of building before it gets interesting. Yeah. Um, I will say the the way that they've introduced the at least the named antagonist as of the moment okay has me very intrigued as to where it's going to go from here i'll say that i can dig it it's almost as intrigued as i am about this asian girl who i know is catfishing me but i'm playing along just to see where it goes this has been we're quite right yeah keep us updated on that we out